going on, good people? Welcome to Life School. I'm Reverend Kojo. I am your host. We've got a lot to talk about today. Look, Life School is not about getting your panties in a bunch. It's about talking about the hard-hitting topics that you're going through today. If you're struggling, I want to talk about it. If you're hurting, I want to talk about it. If you're just flat up confused, let's talk about it too. Why? Because this is Life School. Hey, good people. I'm so glad to join you here today. And I'm so glad that, you know, I'm finally better. You know, <laughs> this week it seems like we went back to the old school life school schedule with a, with a release on Monday and a release on Friday. But I'm so glad that I'm here to record this today. I'm feeling a thousand times better at this very moment. So I'm going to ride this wave. Hopefully I'm feeling this good indefinitely, but it seems like I've been up and down all week. But um, I had to had to, in, I had to uh, capitalize on the time that I'm feeling good to come to, to you all. So I just want to talk for just a little bit about um, our friendships. And uh, because our friendships often shape who we are and who we allow ourselves to become. I know you've heard it. A lot of us have heard the, 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 the term uh, that if... You are the sum of the top five people that you spend your time around, and it becomes true most of the time. Um, you know, my, my my aunts and my grandparents make the comment all the time, you've got some really good friends. And I said, well, I like to be a pretty good person, so I like to be around really good people. Um, and so when we begin to look at the people who surround you, if you have a problem with the people that surround you, you're prob- they're probably rubbing off on you, and it's probably time to go find new people. And so, but also we have to look at this law of attraction. We will attract what we are. We will attract what we speak. We will attract what we accept. And so those things, those, those laws of attraction are very real. If you are a liar, liars will become attracted to you. If you are abusive or you accept abuse, abusers will become attracted to you. If you are naive, uh, wolves will become attracted to you. And so I think it's, it is, it, it's very, um, important that we understand that we will attract um, what we put off and we will also uh, attract the opposite of what we put off. We will put, attract the complement of that. So if I am very organized, it is very likely that I would attract somebody who is not organized but wants to be organized, okay? Um, if, I am, if I accept abuse, it is very likely, or if I guess that if I have low self-esteem, it's very likely that somebody with low self-esteem but is an abuser. See, those are the, see, and that's the thing a lot of people don't realize is that people typically who abuse go find people with low self-esteem because both of them have low self-esteem. It just manifests itself differently. Your low self-esteem may be you putting your head down and thinking that you're nobody. Their low self-esteem may be them having to prove to themselves that they're not what they think they are. And so, but those spirits are one and the same. That self-esteem, that low self-esteem is still one and the same. Both of you have low self-esteem. And so you you're accepting the abuse while they're giving the abuse and both of you are trying to make yourselves more than what you are. And so I think, I think, well, well, one is trying to make themselves more than what they are and the other is trying to, um, is trying to deal with the fact that they believe they're less than what they are. And so, but it's still the same spirit. They still come from the same place. They just manifested themselves differently. It's like when you have two successful people in a relationship, um, 
and and maybe it and and, and I see it play out this way too. In the beginning, both of you were really really successful in college, and so you got together because you were really really successful. Well, the successful man has a problem with you being so successful because you begin to infringe upon his territory as you begin to be married, and so then he tries to subdue your power and your influence. Uh, but you were made to succeed, and you were made to thrive, but you begin to lower yourself so that you can not so you don't have to cower to his ego. Um, and so I think it's really important that we realize what we are, we will attract. And we will also attract the complement of that, but usually the complement of that is still from the same spirit, okay? And I, a lot of times I, I think we miss that. So a lot of times I think we miss that. And, and, and let's just go back to the Garden of Eden, and this is going to blow your mind. The, in the Garden of Eden, you had Lucifer who was the serpent, Lucifer had low self-esteem, whether believe it or not. Why do you think Lucifer had low self-esteem? Lucifer had just been thrown out of the top spot in heaven into the pure darkness. And now, so he not only did he have low self-esteem, but he had anger issues. And so now he's trying to regain his claim. He's trying to prove to himself and to God and to any other creature that he has what he once believed that he has. Because God has basically told you, no, you don't. You're not what you think you are. I am sovereign. I am omniscient. I am omnipotent and let me flex and let me show you. But he's trying to prove to himself and possibly to God that he does have the influence that he that he thinks he has. And so he has to go and pray on somebody who is unsure and has not been in, has not even been exposed to this influence or this self-esteem issue. And so he prays on her. And in her wanting to be significant, okay, because you remember he says, well, you're not going to die. God, have you ever seen anybody die? And he plays on her mind. So in her want to be significant, just like Satan's want to be significant, he causes, she eats from the tree and convinces her husband to eat from the tree. They came from a similar spirit or a similar ideology. And because they were of similar idea, a similar situation, and they were both had similar goals, they were influ- she was influenced by Satan. Okay. And I'm not saying that everybody who is influenced of Satan is satanic. That is not my point. My point is they were seeking something similar. And because they were both seeking something similar, they were able to be influenced by the other. Okay. You can't influence me if you don't have something I'm seeking. Okay, uh, maybe I need to say that another way. You can't influence. Look, if 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 I I'm not going to be influenced by somebody who has something that I don't desire to have. If you're sitting in a relationship and I have I don't want a relationship like you, I'm not going to take relationship advice from you. And that might just be you know an intelligent thing, but. If you're sitting in and your marriage is everything that I don't want my marriage to be, I'm not going to listen to your marital advice. I have a cousin who, right when I graduated high school, came and met me at the house, and he was trying to give me advice, and he was meeting with me with F-bombs and everything. But I took an inventory very quickly as he was speaking to me, and everything that came out of his mouth was everything that I did not want, and everything that was in his life was everything I did not want my life to be. So I can't really tell you what he told me, but I knew that at that very moment, I knew that the advice that he was trying to give me was going to be wasted on me. Why? Because the advice that he was giving me, I already knew that it was bad advice, 
But the advice that he was giving me was coming from a place of frustration and from the wisdom of being where he was. And because I didn't want to go where he was, I was not going to take the advice. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't learn anything from somebody else that's lower or in a different place than you. Because I'm, I'm convinced that there's, there's good advice that I can get from homeless people. But the good advice that I can get from homeless people is usually is a cautionary tale. Or, you know, I've, I've sat down and talked to people who used to be stockbrokers and, and they, they hit hard times back in 2007, 2008, and their whole lives flipped up, upside down. But that doesn't mean they didn't know the business. That didn't mean that they didn't have the, the insight that I'm looking for. But, so, but when we are talking to people and we are allowing people to speak and to influence our lives, do not allow people to speak and to influence your life if you don't want to be in their shoes. Okay. Now, granted, one of one of these guys, I would have wanted to be in his shoes back in 2002, but I definitely don't want to be in his shoes um, now. And, and the way that we, we filter that is we say, OK, now this advice that they're giving me, is this the advice that drove them to where they are? Or is this the advice that got them to where they used to be? And if we can take that and we can extract that, we can um, begin to build better lives and better selves. But here's another thing that I think is important that we must realize is that snakes hear with their tongues, okay? And this is like real snakes. It's not me even making anything up. Snakes hear with their tongues. And so if a snake hear, hears with their tongue, they, by, they, by hearing with their tongue, they pick up vibes of what's going on in the atmosphere. And that's how they know that something is around. That's how they can sense how big it is. If it's something that they can attack, if it's something that they can take care of or something that they can, you know, they can maneuver, they can manipulate they they move their tongues. If you ever watch a snake, their tongue is always at their mouth and it's moving left to right, left to right, left to right. It's hissing. It's, it's doing those vibrations. Things. They're trying to fill out the atmosphere. And since they are they are hearing with their tongues, they, check this. Satan does not know your thoughts. He is not omniscient. Uh, contrary to popular belief, he is not omniscient, nor is he omnipotent. That is God, okay? And I know sometimes we like to put Satan and God on the same level, but they are not on the same level. They will never be on the same level. Satan will try to convince you that he is on the same level of God, but he is not, and he will not, and he shall not. But Satan does not know your thoughts. And because he does not know your thoughts, what he will do is he will threaten you and he'll wait to see what response you give and he can pick up on your vibes. Okay. So check this, check this, check this. People who are, who are not meaning anything for your good, people who are under the influence of Satan, whether they know it or they don't know it are not, they cannot tell you what you're going to do, how you're going to react, what you're going to do. They may throw a threat out there. They may do things to manipulate you and they're going to sit back and wait to see what you do. If you don't speak death to your situation, if you don't speak calamity to your situation, if you don't speak negatively of it, they don't have any bait or anything to go on. But if you speak life and you speak joy and jubila jubilation into your, in your situation, it will confuse demonic spirits. It will confuse chaos in your life and peace will have to reside where you live. Okay. All right, I'm going to take you back a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, earlier in my collegiate career, I had a uh, what I thought was a friendship. It wasn't really a friendship. Had what I thought was a friendship. Um, and one thing that I didn't realize about this girl, and I still noticed about it this day, is rarely does she really have information. Now she will she builds herself to know all of the drama and the dirt around campus, uh, but rarely does she really know all of the dirt. But what she does is she goes into situations and she nibbles. And so she'll say something 
that could prompt you as if she knew what was coming next, but will prompt you to divulge information. So she'll make a statement that will get information out of you that she didn't previously know and make it seem as though you, she knew all the time. And now she has more information and more ammunition to go and spread around campus about other people. And so, but that's just, that's just how Satan works. Satan doesn't know your thoughts and he does not know the happenings of your life. He is not omniscient. He is not omnipotent. He does not have an unlimited supply of eyes and ears out here. He has an unlimited army. And, 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 and in all of this thing, he's not even the creator of heaven and earth. So he does not know his workings. He knows how some of it works. He's, I'm, I'm not going to discount and say he's a dumb. He knows some of his workings, but he does not know the intricacies that like God does. And he doesn't know the intricacies of us. And he doesn't know the inner workings and the, and the things that make us tick. Now he studies us, but he still doesn't know everything about us. And so Satan can only use what we give him. Okay. Satan can only get, use what we give him. And because all, all Satan can only use what we give him. Here's, here's my advice to you. You need to make sure that when you talk to your friends and to your significant other, that your friend is a vault and not a vending machine. Okay. Your friend, make sure, make sure that what the people that you're speaking to can hold your truths. Make sure that the people that you're trusting can handle and hold on to your secrets, can hold on to the things that your heart has needs to divulge into the hands of somebody else. Yes, companionship is good. The word said it's not good for man to be alone. The Bible says that, that a, a, a three-braided cord is better than, than two. And he, 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 he encourages us to have companions and to love people and to have relationship and to sow into these relationships. But make sure that the relationships that you have and the people that you're spending your time with and the people that you are, you are interested in, 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 in uh, building with, make certain that these people are vaults and not vending machines. Because a vending machine works just like the girl I just told you about. Vending machine, you know, you put in a little bit and then they can get some information out of you. And they don't, they don't realize they're doing it. You know, the vending machine is still under lock and key. You know, you've got to do a little prodding and picking to get it out of them, but you can still get it out of them. You need one, one or two good vaults in your life that you can go and you can talk to. And if you don't have a vault at the moment, go, Jesus Christ is a vault, go talk to him. And then and after a while, I believe he'll probably send you somebody um, here on earth, but he'll be your sounding board for however long he needs to be. But be careful who you divulge your secrets to and be careful who you divulge your plans to. You know, scripture says, do not cast your pearls before pigs. And I have made that mistake. I have made that mistake. I have made that mistake. Go and tell, you know, I'm so, I'm so excited about what God has shown me. I'm so excited about the ideas that I have. I'm so excited that I go tell the whole world. And before I know it, that the whole world has eaten my plans up and they've spat them up and they're no longer useful. Be careful who you tell your stuff too. And, it's, 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 and that's, that's not even me making an appeal against people. I think you need people. I think we need relationships. I think we need people. Um, but even in that appeal to that avail, make certain that the people that you are spending your time with and that you're investing in, make certain that those are bots and not vending machines. All right, good people. I'm, I'm Reverend Kojo. I'm so glad you decided to join me. I'm so glad I'm feeling better. Um, you know, leave me some feedback. Send me, send me an email. Give me a comment. Tell me what you think. Let's, you want to talk, some, talk about something? Let's have a conversation. I'm all about it. I want, I, I not only do I want your soul saved, but I want it healthy. 
Um, and that's why I do life school and Bible school. Uh, let me know what you need, and I'm going to be sure to be able to, to attend to that as well as possible. Y'all be blessed, and until next time, this is Life School with Reverend Kojo.